Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and yes, TikTok. I am slowly coming around to those TikTok videos. I know I say that every day. I do one of these, but it's getting better and better. Wow. Can you guys believe October is almost over? This football season is flying. We just finished up week six of the NFL season, and boy, what a nice little weekend it was. Let's dive right into the games, as today is always a reaction Monday. I tell you guys my thoughts of what I think is going on with each team moving forward, backwards, the whole nine yards. Let's jump into the Detroit Lions 34-16 to victory over those Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Stafford finally threw a pass against the Jaguars. Now he's throwing a pass against every team in the NFL. I said it on Saturday's podcast, and I tried to trade for this player in every single one of my fantasy football leagues, that I really felt DeAndre Swift would be the man moving forward in Detroit. They'd figure out, hey, we need to get this ball to this back. He's explosive. He is by far our best running back. What can we do? And Swift produced 14 carries, 116 yards, two TDs. In the passing game, three catches for seven yards. He's definitely going to be the alpha in that backfield moving forward, like I said. And the Lions' offensive line is a lot better than people give him credit for. And also the important thing to remember about the Lions, now granted, I know it's the Lions, but if you look at their schedule, they have the Falcons on the road, Colts at home, at Minnesota, Washington at home, at Carolina, Texans at home, and then the Bear at Chicago. If you really look at their schedule, the next quote-unquote team that they're playing that's tough, which I feel is a bluff, is the Green Bay Packers at home, and that's not until December 13th. Lions could really go on a run right now and make a push for the playoffs. I kind of wrote a little bit of a blog Yesterday, it's up on ETOF21 Sports. I'll get into a little bit more writing moving forward, a blog once or twice a week when something pops in my head where I talk about the frustrations of being a Lions fan. But the Lions are actually in a pretty good schedule here with their schedule setting up and could make a little bit of a run and a push to get into the playoffs. So I'm very interested in this Lions team moving forward. Jacksonville, I mean, geez, you look at the schedule. At San Diego next week, then the bye, Texans, Packers, Steelers, Browns, Vikings, Titans, Ravens, Bears, Colts. They probably have one or two more wins. At the beginning of the year, I think I had this team when Sterling and I did our preview of how they're going to win. I think I had them at two wins, two, maybe three wins. And they are what they are. Minshew isn't that good, let's face it. The thing that irritates me is you get all these quote-unquote experts and they talk about Minshew mania, Minshew mania. He's just a guy that runs around. He could be a suitable backup, like a Colt McCoy type player, but a guy that's going to lead your team to the playoffs, no, he's not that good. So everyone kind of needs to calm down with the Minshew mania. And like I said in my DFS breakdown, guys, if you're one of my quote-unquote guys, every Sunday I send you a DFS breakdown where I kind of give you my thoughts of players that I'm building around and... James Robinson, I said, remember when he used to be a thing? Against the Lions defense, and the Lions aren't quote-unquote stout against the run, James Robinson had 12 rushes for 29 yards. 12 rushes for 29 yards. Are you kidding me? Remember when he used to be a thing? 
Remember when I said to sell Heinem and people called me an idiot? Fun times. Fun fucking times. But yeah, Lions covered the three. Game stayed, game stayed under, which is a little shocking. But, you know, we had no action in the game. Lions are in good position. Jags are the Jags. They'll be having a new quarterback, have it be Fields, Lawrence, or the kid from North Dakota State. Next game, Bears 23, Panthers 16. DJ Moore had some uncharacteristic bad drops. And he just, yeah, he just had some real bad drops. Nick Foles, I mean, 23 for 39. Didn't even throw for 201. INT, one passing touchdown. They gave Montgomery the ball a little bit more. 19 rushes, 58 yards. I mean, the Bears' offense isn't that explosive. The Bears, and how can I say this? The Bears have such lack of talent, and everything has gotten to break their way. Nagy is an awful coach, and this team is such a fucking bluff. It is hysterical. There is no way they should legitimately be 0-5. And as most of you guys know, I'm in the Chicagoland area. People are walking around with their chest out like this team has a legitimate shot to like win the Super Bowl. It's like, what are you guys watching? What are you guys watching? If we look at the Bears' schedule, the Bears now are at Los Angeles on Monday Night Football. Los Angeles is coming off the loss last night. Saints, Titans, Vikings. They could easily win three out of the next four going into the bye. Then at Green Bay, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jags, Packers. They're going to start to come back back to earth. They could legitimately win three out of the next four games. Panthers, Panthers are very much overachieving. They are way better than I thought they would be, but they still, quote-unquote, aren't that good. Um, Teddy Bridgewater made some bad rigs. Like I said, DJ Moore made some bad drops. Defensively, they were better, but it is against the Bears. Bears' offense isn't that great. Looking at their schedule, at the Saints, Thursday night football against the Falcons, at KC, Bucks, Lions, Vikings... They're in for a nice little stretch where it's really going to define their season. I, Like I said, I had this team at five wins. I could easily see them capping out at that because they do they hit the meat and potatoes part of their schedule. Next game was a lot closer than everyone thought, the Colts versus the Bengals. The Colts were down a quick, what was it, 24 to nothing, and then stored back to win it. Here's the thing with the Colts, and this is something I've noticed with them defensively. If Leonard... Or Buckner are out, their defense isn't that good. They both they need both Leonard and DeForest Buckner in there to speed everything up. Offensively, this team is a train wreck. I know the game got off script, hence the game got off script. That's why Jonathan Taylor only got 12 carries. But my thing is this. You have one of the better offensive lines in the game. You have a dynamic young runner. Why the flying fuck are you not giving this kid the ball? That's my issue with Frank Wright. I don't think he can call a game. I really don't. His game, his play calling this season and attacking matchups have it be last week with Pascal when they're playing the Browns and the Browns have the worst slot corner in the game and you're just not throwing him the ball. You have to attack the matchups and that's my issue. A lot of people are throwing Rivers under the bus, which is fine. He hasn't been great. He does look old. But some of it has to go with Frank Wright and the scheme and the play calling that's going on out there. 
in terms of the Bengals, they are finally giving Joe Mixon the ball and filtering the offense through him more. By doing that, that's going to take less hits off Joe Burrow. Burrow, 25, 39, 313, 1 INT. He is the real deal, folks. If they can get an offensive line and he won't die, this Bengals team, like I said in my bold predictions, I think not next year, but the following year, they are going to be in the playoffs. And I am calling it right now, November 1st, Sunday, they're going to beat the Titans straight up. I've said it numerous times that game. They are going to beat the Titans straight up. I really like the direction this Bengals team is going now since their offense is filtered through Mixon more. Next game, Falcons. Oh, my God. Falcons defeat the Vikings 40-23. to Let's hear it for me who decided to bench Matt Ryan. Why did I bench Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's awful on the road. He's awful on the road. I did bet the Falcons plus the four. Gurley, 20 rushes, only 47 yards. Ugh. He's looking old. Julio Jones, eight receptions for 137, 2DD. Ryan, Julio Jones is Matt Ryan's security blanket. Matt Ryan is like that little kid that can't go to bed unless he has his little blankie. And his little blankie is Julio Jones. His splits when Julio plays versus when Julio doesn't play are night and day. And he needs Julio out there to look good. Um, Vikings are a fucking train wreck. I mean, the fact Madison only rushed 10 times. Now, yes, I know the game got off script. I know. I get it. I understand that. But this is the thing. And I'll give Belichick and Harbaugh credit. When those guys get behind, they like are on the sideline ripping cigs. Hey, we'll just run the ball because that works. The everyone else in the league, oh, we get behind. Oh, we got to pass. We got to pass. We got to pass. We got to pass. And if you're a successful running team and you're moving the ball at chunk plays, that's okay to do it. Now, granted, he only had 10 carries for 26 yards, 2.6. I get it. But I kind of felt that the Vikings got a little bit off script when they got so far behind. Vikings defense is god-awful, and until they get the DBs up to where they need to be and develop them, this is the type of game the Vikings are going to have. They're going to have to outscore the other team. And with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, is that really possible? I did a piece, should the Falcons draft Matt Ryan? I mean, my next piece is going to be, what do the Vikings do if the Vikings have a top pick? Because the Vikings are sitting on Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins really the guy that's going to take your team to the next level? I don't know. Falcons play the Lions next week. Already got a play on that. Sent out to my members. We got that number in nice and early. Looking forward to that bad boy. Next game. Ooh. The Washington football team lost 19-20, to giving Joe Judge his first W. Kyle Allen, 31 for 42, 218, two passing touchdowns, one INT. Antonio Gibson, nine rushes for 30 yards. McLaren, seven for 74. I don't know. I just, the thing with them and everyone I see talking about Allen Haskins, Allen Haskins, number one, Haskins should never have been drafted by Washington. Daniel Schneider wanted that. The current regime, this isn't their guy. This isn't their quarterback. So they're definitely going to be going in a different direction. Kyle Allen is just there because Ron Rivera is used to him. He knows what he has in him. 
and what it'll get from him. And so does offensive coordinator Scott Turner. The thing that surprises me the most is the lack of touches Antonio Gibson is getting. I really felt when they drafted this kid and reached for him earlier in the third round than I had him graded, I really felt he was going to be that quote-unquote CMC role because Turner was the offensive coordinator for the Panthers last year, and they're really going to pump him the ball more. He He's just not getting the touches that I thought he would. I mean, yesterday he only had 13 touches. If he's really going to be your feature guy, I really think this kid is a dynamic playmaker, and he needs to be in the 20-touch-per-game range. And the fact he's not is a little upsetting and worrisome to me. Washington did have a chance to win it. They scored a touchdown, but instead of kicking a field goal, they went for two riverboat run. That's what he does. Maybe if they had a better explosive quarterback, that would be a thing. In terms of the New York football Giants' first win of the year, Daniel Jones, 12 and 19, only a buck 12, seven rushes, 74 yards. Devontae Freeman, 18 for 61. I mean, here's my thing with them. It's just Evan Ingram had the best matchup, and he's only targeted four fucking times. Like, what the fuck? This is the thing I don't understand about these coaches, and they're always the lower-level coaches. You have an advantage in the matchup. A certain team cannot defend the position. You attack that position. That's what good coaches, good play callers do. And the fact Garrett didn't do that, I am really questioning him moving forward. Then we're going to jump to the Ravens against the Eagles. Oh my God. If someone could tell me what the hell my boy Zach Ertz did to get in Carson Wentz's good grace, let me know. Wentz, or sorry, Wentz targeted Ertz, Ertz for 10 times. Only had four grabs for 33, but at least he was targeting him. Miles Sanders, nine rushes, one reception, 10 touches. This is my thing, and I wrote about this at the beginning of the season. Everyone was talking about Miles Sanders this, Miles Sanders this, going to get the ball 20 to 25 times. He had another 10-touch game, guys. And I really feel that Peterson only views him as a 15-touch player a game. Why? I have no idea. I think he could be a featured back. He's fast, durable, can run in between the tackles, catch the ball in the backfield. Everything you want. Everything you want. And he's only getting the ball. That amount of times, I know they got off script and everything. I get it. I understand it. He dropped that touchdown pass. I know. But that was more on Wentz because Wentz threw it to the wrong shoulder. But I think more of the issue is Peterson and Schwartz. You can kind of tell in their press conference there's some issues going on there. It wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles, now let's look at the Eagles' schedule. Eagles. Eagles' schedule. Eagles have... The Giants, Cowboys, and then a bye. If they go 0-2 in that stretch, which, hey, anything's possible, there could be a a defensive coordinator switch and Swartz could be out. I think Peterson winning that Super Bowl has earned him some time. But we're going to have to start admitting Doug Peterson isn't really a thing anymore, guys, and that's going to be hard for some people to do. Uh, Ravens are the Ravens. Like I've talked about numerous times, Lamar Jackson, if they get behind and Jackson has to pass, 
They have no shot. 16 for 27, buck 86, nine rushes for a buck 08. But in the backfield, Ingram, 5 for 20, Edwards, 14 for 26, Dobbins, 9 for 28. You can't even play any of these guys just because they haven't committed to one running back long term. Mark Andrews disappointed 2 for 21. That's why he was on my do not draft list, guys. If you guys listen to me, hey, you're welcome. I mean, I, I am pretty smart. I know what I'm talking about. Next game, Browns 7, Steelers 38. Wow, that was an utter beatdown. Browns are going to be the Browns. Mayfield never looked comfortable. 10 for 18, one passing touchdown, two INTs. Cream Hunt, 13 yards, 13 rushes on 40 attempts. Austin Hooper, 5 for 52. Like I talked about when I went on the Gino Bacala podcast, that's what G said. If they split those games, that's what they wanted. They have the, they're have they at the Bengals, Raiders, and then the bye, and then the Texans. This is a nice little three-week stretch coming in up. They could easily, easily go 2-0, and 2-1, or 3-0. and But if it gets to a game where Mayfield has to win the game for him, he just can't do, do that. Mayfield's not that good. They need to use the play action, open it up. And everyone's like, oh, well, they have Kareem Hunt. Guys, if this game doesn't show how much better Nick Chubb is than Kareem Hunt, I don't know what you guys are watching. I honestly have no clue what you guys are watching. Nick Chubb is insanely better, and not having them is hurting this offense. Steelers, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. We got the future. We got them to win the North. Connor, 20 for 101, 1 TD. Claypool, 4 of 74. Schuster, only 2 for 6. I thought they were going to exploit the slot a little bit more. The thing with the Steelers, the Steelers are so good at identifying these wide receivers that are a little lower on people's board and just making them in the stars. And Claypool is the next guy. Claypool is the real deal. When Sterling and I were doing our draft recaps and our previews of positions and everything, I was really high in Claypool. In fact, he was too. He thought he should have been a tight end. I was more of the receiver. And he's panning out. So props to the Steelers and their scouting department because they really know what's up. Steelers defense look great. I'm really looking forward to when the Steelers play the Ravens. And that game is scheduled for November 1st. Steelers are going to be at the Titans next week again. That should be a nice little game. Not really that sold on this Titans team, as I mentioned numerous times. But I will get to them later. Actually, I'll get to them right now. Texans lost 36-42. to And yesterday was a losing game in the NFL. And it was all because of this motherfucking game. I had the Texans money line with the Falcons money line parlayed together. Texans straight up, plus the four. Here's my issue. This is my issue with it, with what happened. Now, granted, that was an insane catch. Could have gone either way that A.G. Brown catched it for the touchdown. Blah, 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 whatever. Now, they march down. They have the ball, third down and goal from the five or whatever. They line Tannehill outside. Linebackers are completely lost. Romeo Correll is sitting on timeouts. How the flying fuck do you not take a fucking timeout there? That's some Bill O'Brien fucking level shit right there. Part of being a coach is putting your team in the best situation to win. And the fact that Romeo Cornell did not take a timeout, and he's supposed to be this quote-unquote defensive genius. Texans had no idea what the fuck was going on. Take your timeout, reset the group. The Wildcat, which hasn't worked in God knows how many years in the NFL, worked against the Texans. 
And that tells me how poorly coached they still are. I've said numerous times, once Bill O'Brien is gone, they're winning a Super Bowl. Now, Watson's a real deal. They got Will Fuller as explosive. Offensive line is good. They need to get rid of J.J. Watt's old ass. They need to build up that defense, and they definitely need some coaching. Titans, Titans to me, are the most overrated team in the NFL. They're a complete bluff 5-0. Realistically, they should have lost to the Broncos. They should have lost to the Jaguars. They should have lost to the Vikings. They beat the Bills, and they should have lost to the Texans. The Titans could legitimately be 1-4 right now, but they're not. Credit where credit is due. You know, they're 5-0. and They play the Steelers next week, but this team, I'm going to continue fading moving forward because I think they're an ultimate bluff. Tannehill sucks. All they do is ground, ground Henry. If they can stop the running game, you're going to be fine. Force Ryan Tannehill to beat you, but this Titans team is one of the biggest bluffs in the NFL, and I will continue to fade them until I'm blue in the face. And a little bit of the shocker, Broncos went in to feed the Patriots 18-12. Cam, he just looked off. 17-25, buck 57, two INTs, rushed for 76 yards. This offense they're running, like I've said, is the offense they used to run when Newton was at the Auburn. They're trying to make him as comfortable as possible. You can tell Newton hadn't been practicing. He definitely was off, didn't have the rhythm, didn't have the timing with the wide receivers or the cadence with the offense. I fully expect this Patriots team to to bounce back. Next week, the Patriots are playing the boom, boom, boom 49ers and then a clash against the Bills. They dropped a 2-3 and three all the way down to third in the AFC. If this team can just get it going, they'll be fine. i definitely going to back this team anytime I can get points, but that eight points was way too much. Broncos, Broncos was a team I was very high on. They looked better. Now they've got a, two, a little two-game winning streak going. Beat the Jets. By Now they beat the Patriots. Now they go in to face the Chiefs. Really looking forward to this game. Really looking forward to this game. I think with Locke, offensive line playing better, defense playing a little bit better, I think they could uh, maybe a little bit shock the world. Philip Lindsay looked like the old Philip Lindsay, 23 for 101. Tim Patrick, who I told you guys to pick up, 4 for 101. So the Broncos are definitely trending in the right direction. If you look at them right now, they are sitting at 2-3, currently in third place, a game behind the Raiders. Wild card, they are right there battling. So anything's definitely possible for them. I think if they get into the playoffs, they could be a tricky, a tricky little team. Jets lost 24-0 against the Dolphins. Here's my thing. Everyone's going to make this big deal. Oh, my God, Tua fucking played. A, it was against the Jets. B, he rolled out to his left, threw a five-yard, if that, wobbler, and then he threw another ball uh, to the outside. I mean, you can't tell anything from what you, you saw. I still believe my analysis of Tua. If I were the Dolphins, I wouldn't have played him. And the reason is the Dolphins are insanely overachieving. They're in second place. They actually could make the effing playoffs right now because of Ryan Fitzpatrick, not Tua on the bench. Having Tua come out there, now all the fan base is going to be, oh, Tua, 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 Tua. Oh, my God, he looked great. He was playing in mop-up duty. And I hate to break it to you guys, 
he's not that good. He's got major holes in his game. And if you throw him out there too soon, he is going to struggle. They're going into their bye. Then they play the Rams, Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos, Jets. Their schedule matches up nice. They get the Rams at home, go out to the Cardinals, Chargers at home. At Denver, Jets. Obviously, how they do in that stretch is going to kind of determine their season. I'm telling you guys, playing Tua behind that offensive line is the worst thing that can happen for that kid's development. That kid, arm strength isn't that good. He can't read the defense. And also, he's left-handed. And what no one these quote-unquote experts talk about is when you have a left-handed quarterback versus a right-handed quarterback, you totally have to change everything. Why? Because one's right-handed, one's left-handed. It's not fucking long division. Protection's different, routes are different, everything's different. So the Dolphins would totally have to redo their offense. So playing him would be an utter mistake. Jets, oh my God, Flacco, Buck 86, Gore 46 rushes, Perryman led them with 62 yards, Crowder 7 48. It blows my mind that Adam Gates is a quote-unquote offensive genius and this offense struggles so much. Every time he runs the same place, his play calling is so utterly predictable. But it just shows you Peyton Manning vouches for the guy and Peyton Manning likes him, so he gets the jobs. There is no reason Adam Gase should be coaching in the NFL or probably even college right now. He is showing time after time what he is. And the fact the Jets have not fired him yet is amazing to me. Amazing. But hey, maybe this is... Their GM's plan. Roll out their tank, get Lawrence, and just go with it. So I don't... I, and you look at the Jets' schedule. I mean, let's let's look at this Jets' schedule right now. The Jets right now, their schedule, they go Buffalo, that's a loss. At Kansas City, loss. Patriots, loss. Then a bye. Then they go Chargers, Miami, Raiders, Seahawks. Rams, Browns, Patriots. Looking at the schedule, where could the win come? They're not going to win at Los Angeles against the Chargers. Maybe at home against the Dolphins on the on November 29th if the Dolphins are idiotic enough to run two out there. But this Jets team has a legitimate shot to go 0-16. This team is god-awful. Um, next, Bucks manhandled Green Bay. My girl, Liz Gomez, still doesn't reply to the DM, but hey, guys, shoot or shoot. After Aaron Rodgers did the little Ken and Peel dance, 24 to nothing run by the Bucks. This Packers team is another one of those quote-unquote bluffs. They haven't played anyone good, and they're down huge to the Lions. Lions self-destructed. This team isn't that good. And I'm going to continue to fade them. But the Bucs aren't, aren't that good either. Both these teams are two insanely bluffs. And moving forward, I'll continue to fade both of them. Bucks without Vera on the defense, are going to struggle. In terms of the offense, Ronald Jones looked great. Mike Evans, 1 for 10. Godwin, 5 for 48. Gronkowski, 5 of 78. Here's the thing, guys. Brady can't throw the ball downfield. He's going to look underneath. Evans is only, The reason I told you guys not to pick Evans... That's why he can't. He's not going to throw to the outside. Evans is just going to be goal line motherfucking fades. So, if you can contain the run and get have a good slot corner, 
this team is going to be able to be shut down offensively. So I'm going to be fading both these teams moving forward. Rams, 49ers, I mean, we hit the first half and the game. Jared Goff, 19 for 38, two passing touchdowns and INT. Rams, offensively struggling. I really think they need to get Akers in there, run the offense a little bit more through Akers. Mozart looked good until he went down with that injury. I need to dive in, see how severe it's going to be. Kittle, 7 for 109. Garoppolo, 268, three passing touchdowns. Looked better, but still, this is a running-based team. As long as Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over and the defense can somewhat keep, keep the game close, that's what they're going to do. You know, try to shorten the game, keep it close, and go from there. Personally, not high on either one of these teams. Losing Bosa is huge for them. So, yeah, that's what I think of the games, guys. I'll be back on Saturday. Going to try to get my girl Shay come on the show, talk a little NBA with my girl Shay. Hopefully, she will be able to do it. And that's it. Stay safe. Be well. I Hopefully, we'll be having another blog post out on Thursday. Schedule for the week, as usual, Tuesday waivers, Wednesday rankings, Saturday pod. And I will try to get one of those blog posts. Try to do two a week, guys. That's kind of like the plan. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Be well. And I will talk to you all you guys later. Special thank you to my boy, Scotty Tuhati of Fantasy Football Wishlist coming on this past week and breaking down fantasy football. Stay safe, guys. Be well. And I will talk to you later.